0: Welcome to The Beats from the True Wellness Center. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy. I am bringing you my friends, my colleagues, the most incredible minds from around the world that I have been able to learn from, and I want to share them all with you. So that's what The Beats is really about, is teaching people what I've been able to learn about how the body works and trying to give that to you in a very simple and practical way to give you things to change your life because you got this. This is all about you and having the ability to heal your own body from within. And that's really my message is from my heart to yours. Welcome to the beats. Welcome to learning how your body works and welcome to opening your heart. So welcome to The Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And this is a special episode um, because as you know, I always want to bring you the beats of the heart of what's out there and truly how the universe works. And those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while, know <laughs> for Mele. And we are also honored today with Robert Weber from Weber Medical. And I asked them to come on because I know there's a couple of things going on. One is my favorite all-time Conferences of the year is coming up. And so we want to talk about that, that sparked this conversation for me to go, let's talk about how the future of medicine is here really now. And what we know, um, through the, what science has taught us is that to truly understand Tesla said it's best to truly understand the universe. We first must understand universe. Uh, to, we must first understand frequency, light, and sound. And so when I was exposed to whoever medical, I was like, Oh my gosh, really? Are you kidding me? Is this real? I mean, I felt like I was literally in the Jetsons or something truly in the future. So Robert, you are an expert given your last name is Weber. Weber. and You might know a little bit about Weber Medical. So tell us who you are, how you got here, and then we can talk about long haulers, COVID, and how you've been so successful with protocols using light photodynamic and photomodulation therapy, not just in oncology, but in long haulers in all facets of health and wellness. So welcome, Robert.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for inviting us today to this podcast episode. Um, Yeah, my name is Robert Weber. I'm located in Germany um, with our company Weber Medical, but we are also running the International Society for Medical Laser Applications, Yeah, because everything related to laser and light therapies is our passion. We are working on this for more than 20 years already. Um, We have our own clinical centers um, where we do research and patient treatment. And this is motivating us every day because we see what is possible with specific wavelengths of light, especially with laser light, um, which is able to penetrate deep into the body to regenerate tissue to treat cancer um, diseases, to treat chronic infection, inflammation. There's such a great variety of diseases you can treat with um, modern laser systems. And yeah, that's what we are researching and promoting since more than 20 years now with good success. And yeah, that's what we want to share with you today.
0: And that's amazing. And so this is applied in clinics in Germany. And where else is this right now applied as far as in oncology and in clinical treatments?
1: Well, we already supplied more than, I think, about more than 1,500 clinics worldwide. So right from the beginning, it was our aim to work really on an international level. Um, We started in Europe, but nowadays we also have more than 100 clinics in the U.S., working with our systems, but also in Asia, all over the world. Again, we are doing research also in Africa on infectious diseases. And yeah, so we have a huge network of doctors, physicians, universities, where we are having corporations on research. And um, yeah, our main focus in our clinic is oncology, cancer treatments. We, doing, we did a lot of basic research with very good universities in Germany, developing very good light-specific um, substances, which are able to really accumulate in cancer tissue. And then the lasers are available to basically destroy the cancers. And yeah, this is our main um, work in Germany, but we are also more and more partner clinics worldwide, especially in the US, working in this field of cancer clinic like Jennifer, who's doing this podcast today, she's very experienced in her Mexican clinic and maybe she can also share some of her insights.
0: I'll
2: be happy to. Perfect,
0: thank you, Robert, for introducing Jen. Go ahead, Jennifer.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Robert. And thank you, Kelly, for introducing me. I know I'm here just enjoying listening to the two of you go. And it's it's a pleasure to be on with the podcast with both of you, both uh, Kelly Kennedy and Robert Weber, both dear friends of mine. And i are grateful to be part of this with you and sharing with the world what's available in the beats. Uh, no, we uh, we actually, I do run an international research clinic here in Mexico with my business partner for many years where we do all kinds of different treatments focused in the oncology field, immunotherapy, uh, targeted biologic therapy, nutrient therapy. we're we're very we're much more of an individualized clinic, and we've had the honor and pleasure of partnering with the Weber team in Germany to offer, Photodynamic therapy protocols here over the years, both in oncology but also in other applications of chronic infection, regenerative medicine, um, partnering photodynamic therapy or laser therapy with stem cell research as well. So we have seen some phenomenal results with the integration of these different therapies. We really have, and uh, it's an honor to be part of developing and designing protocols. What I'm most excited about with the Weber team is not only are they like a family and they're very very focused on the ongoing research is exactly that. There is always something new in the field of photodynamic therapy or laser therapy with the Weber team. They're always coming up with something new. They're not just stagnant and staying which which was there two years ago. There's always something different coming every year, which keeps this field moving forward. They're pioneers. And I think that's what we all need in this healthcare system. So we're also here to share our knowledge, our education, our training with other physicians, practitioners wanting to learn as it is a team approach not one of us has all the answers, and that's our philosophy here at our own clinic as well. So we're happy uh, to answer questions and jump in. So let's back
0: up just for a second, for those listening, maybe they don't know. Robert, if you would, mm-hmm. could you define photomodulation and photodynamic therapy for us? Because we've we've, question. Already, we've talked a little <laughs> bit about integration and I would do, do wanna bridge that because um, I think there's a lot of m- myths out there that we would all like to touch yeah. today. Um, but let's start with defining what, what is light therapy, light, low light laser therapy and, and photomodulation and photodynamic, please.
1: Yes, that's a good point. And it's very important very. to differentiate between the two terms of, on the one side, we yeah. have laser therapy or nowadays also called photobiomodulation. That's basically one area. Mm-hmm. And the other area is photodynamic therapy. So when we talk about laser therapy or photobiomodulation, this is an area where we are only applying the laser without any additional substances. And in this case, the laser or the light is basically used to stimulate cells, to energize cells, to repair and regenerate cells. So this is more like a regenerative therapy for the body. You can apply the lasers in the blood, for stimulating your blood cells, you can apply it in, dif- in damaged joints, for example, for tissue repair and all those things. So this is where the laser can really help to regenerate, boost performance, boost energy, energy, immune system and all those things. On the other side, we have the term photodynamic therapy. And this is a little bit more complicated principle because here we combine the laser with a so-called photosensitizer. So you basically give a light light sensitive substance to the patient first. Um, The substance is called photosensitizer. Those are mostly natural uh, derived products. And when you give them by infusion or also orally, um, they are able to accumulate to basically to the bad cells in the body, to cancer cells, for example, or also to pathogens like viruses or bacteria or parasites. But without the light, they, they won't do anything. But those substances have the property that they are able to absorb specific wavelengths or colors of light. Um, one example is very, very powerful photosensitizer is curcumin from turmeric. This is able to absorb blue light, for example. And um, so, y- if you give such a substance first, and then irradiate it with a specific laser, you can basically destroy the bad cell, like the cancer cell or the um, parasite or whatever. So in photodynamic therapy, it's more about destroying something bad. And in photobiomodulation or laser therapy, it's more like stimulating the good cells.
0: That is beautiful. So just to reiterate, so you have a bad cell, whether it's an inflammation, infection, a cancer cell, you send in the photosensitizing agent, whether that's curcumin, vitamin C, some natural substance that maybe has some mild effect, but isn't going to eradicate. Then after that's absorbed into the cells, you then send light, laser light, which we're gonna talk about low light laser and what that really means. And certain wavelength has certain, I'm sorry, certain light has an affinity for um that substance so blue light is great with curcumin and blue light is great for infectious agents correct so you might use that if somebody had Lyme or they had ebv or they had something like that you might go okay i'm going to give you an iv i'm going to give you a curcumin then i'm going to give you an iv of fiber optics and send light into the cells as well because there's a topical use and an iv use which we also have to clarify correct Correct. Yeah. Correct. And that is freaking wisdom. I'm just saying that is freaking <laughs> brilliant. Like, awesome. Like, how how better to use the innate intelligence of the body than give it the natural substance, bring mm-hmm. it light to where it needs to go, and then let the light do the work of creating the proper mechanism in the body and the the rehabbing of that tissue, the regenerative capacity of the entire body but it just needs light to do it. So beautiful. (laughs) Love it. Okay, so what is low light laser? What does that mean? Because, okay, let's say I don't know anything about this and I go back to, I think high school, I learned something about like, don't use lasers. They're bad for your eyes you have to use special glasses with lasers and all that. And often when I put the Weber watch on clients and they go, what is it? And I go, oh, it's low light laser. I see their faces, right? They're like laser. Mm -hmm. So can you explain low light laser for us, Robert? Or Jen or both?
1: Yes. When we talk about laser therapy or photobiomodulation, we always talk about so-called low level lasers. So um, low level lasers are classified for every laser, until or till a total output of less than 500 milliwatts, this is a low-level laser. This is laser light which is completely safe, and is not able to harm or destroy tissue. The opposite would be um, so-called hard lasers, which are used in surgery or tattoo removal and things like that. The classical lasers you were referring to, and uh, yeah, which most people would know when they talk about lasers, they can burn skin, they can um, cut skin in surgery. But this is not what we use. We use low-level lasers with a lower output in a range that you can only stimulate cells. And you maybe in a higher range, you create a little bit of warmth or heat in the tissue, but no damage at all.
0: And what kind of results have you seen? Um, If you could just Jen, maybe if you could tell a couple stories and Robert both, just two or three stories of each from oncology to long-haul COVID to infectious agents, chronicity, you know, like Lyme, those kind of complex cases that we all see so much of. Uh, how much
2: time do we have? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there are, uh, if I don't mind, Robert, I can start. I think one of the most impressive cases, there's been quite a few through the years, but as Robert was explaining, the difference between Photodynamic therapy, or how we like to abbreviate PDT, so if anyone ever sees that, PDT, that's what we're referring to, would be um, in a small cell uh, bladder cancer uh, with some metastatic disease, and this was an incredible case. We did the combination of the photosensitizers, which is indocyanine or nanoparticle version of indocyanine green made by the team there in Germany from one of the universities and the chemists. Designed to apply directly transurethrally as well as intravenously for any systemic uh, application, as well as circulating tumor cells, where we did the laser therapy or photodynamic therapy, both intravenously and directly transurethrally. This is something we did in the clinic. Of Trans- course, we combined urethra. that. Hold on,
0: transurethrally, just so she speaks sometimes faster than I do. So, <laughs> I- you, urethra, they were feeding uh-huh. light in through the urethra and they were giving her IV. Correct. And topically, they were applying the acupressure points of light through the dermatones on top of the skin. So there's all st- correct. They were giving it to her and there was the photosynthesizer and photosensitizer in the IV bag of sorts. Okay.
2: Yes, correct. And we did this. It's not like you did it all at one time. Sometimes you do, but we do it over a series of time, right? And of course, we did integration with different immune therapy, targeted nutrient therapy, which are vitally important with some specialty formulations. And this entire plan showed about six months after treatment, follow-up of cystoscopies, pathologies, all the testing that's needed to be done after something like that diagnosis showed clear pathology, which was amazing. Has continued to show clear knock on wood now almost a year and a half two years later so I mean these are the kinds of things we see we know it doesn't happen in every case but we can go on with liver uh, metastases we see the same thing we see reduction in size we see these
0: reduction were, these were cases that were terminal essentially like these they are yeah, know exactly where else to turn and I want people to understand that that's for me, the wisdom, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's not the wisdom, but it's interesting to me that the research is done oftentimes on the most desperate of cases, on the, the cases that nobody can help. And so they're like, yeah, I'll try anything. And yet, uh-huh. like medical has found in combination, never standalone, right? But in combination with integrative other therapies, immunotherapies and so forth, Terminal cases are living.
2: Exactly. Months to exactly. years
0: beyond their prognoses.
2: Exactly. And that's, I think, what we're all striving for is, you know, we know that we're not always going to get the result, but the, the fact that we're getting more and more positive outcomes and results is, is rewarding and impressive, impressive, which means we're on the right track. It's the orchestration of all these therapies too, right? And we can go on in oncology for a while because both there in Germany as well as here, we see so many oncology patients. And unfortunately, Kelly, and fortunately, because it strives our field forward, most people find all of us when they're very, very sick. Yeah. So like you're saying, yes, this, these, these treatments are working even on people but that think about are what's suffering. Happening. If we can think about,
0: and Robert, I want to go to you from a couple of stories, but think about what that means. Like if it's turning that case around, Imagine yeah. what it could do for you with a little constipation. That's what I want. <laughs> like,
2: you know, Or I mean, a blood clot. Or a blood clot. I cleared my own blood, blood clot with one of these. Blood. So you ask me all the time, like, how often do you wear your Weber watch? I'm like,
0: I, I don't In know. A day. Like five, <laughs> eight times a day. Well, why? I don't know. I just want to feel better than, like, I don't, I don't know. Why not? There's no reason not to wear my Weber watch five times a day. So I actually <laughs> sent ours to my friend Zoo. But anyway the other ones at the office. So Robert, some other stories that you've seen where either oncology or, or infectious disease, anything?
1: Yeah, well, now that Jenny already talked a lot about cancer, um, I would shift to the um, infectious diseases topic or um, infections in general. So that's one of my specialty where we do a lot of research. So for example, we did um, a big study in Nigeria, uh, Nigeria on very um, aggressive acute malaria patients. And it was really incredible, you know, there are still more than half a million people dying every year from malaria. And we did a large study population. And in our study group, we gave the patient riboflavin as a photosensitizer, and then treated them with blue laser and ultraviolet systemically. And after just two treatments, 80% of the patients had no more parasites detectable in their blood and everybody was feeling fine again. No more clinical that symptoms, amazing. nothing. This was so impressive. You can't believe it.
0: Riboflavin and blue light. No other intervention. No, exactly, more, nothing no else. Medicine. We had
1: a we had a different group where they got the standard medication, but in our group, they only got our photodynamic protocol and 80% were yeah, back to normal health after just two treatments in two days. Incredible data and you know, this is nothing new. We know this from all the lab research when they just took blood, gave riboflavin into the blood. Um, so blood with with viruses or with parasites and they irradiated with blue or ultraviolet light. Everything was cleared. So all this data was available but it never came into clinical practice because uh, basically there was no um, no technology available how to treat the blood systemically or the, um, directly and this was what this is our work this is what we developed and we brought this into clinical practice for the first time and we see so uh, such amazing results just incredible
2: and and if i may say that it is i have a personal connection somewhere with that's been through lyme and lupus and when robert started doing that studies those studies it was I mean, just so exciting, right? It's almost speechless because sometimes we say more is not always better. It's targeting that right amount, finding that proper integration and what targets, which also brings me into the COVID study that they did during the pandemic, which was even more, I mean, not more, but just as impressive And Robert, if you could share that, because this is something we've been seeing our own clinic as we treat a lot of Lyme and chronic autoimmune, people that don't know what's wrong with them. And we also did a study on uh, HIV using just what Robert said, riboflavin ultraviolet and blue at that point. So if Robert, you could share the long haul COVID because that was not the long haul COVID, but the COVID study that was done because that's also impressive. It's working on that plus the malaria, how can it not work on other infections? Right.
1: Yeah, of course. In COVID, it's the same thing. You can basically use the same protocol, especially in the early stages when the virus is mainly in the throat and nose area, um, where you are also taking then the CT uh, values. Um, we did a study where we get, where we gave riboflavin directly into the nose, into the nose and mouth and throat area, and then irradiated locally with blue and ultraviolet light. And you can, you could see the virus, the viral load dropping immediately after a couple of treatments, Basically, people. Getting um, yeah symptoms relief, no more coughing, no more sneezing, and um, you could also measure it that the viral load dropped immediately after the treatment. So incredible uh, with this photodynamic approach for viral or bacterial parasitic diseases.
0: And that's non-IV. You're saying just what? That's the application that you added to the watch during COVID. Exactly. Had that ultra blue blue violet light that we put in our mouths, the nasal spray of the riboflavin which is a B vitamin y'all we're talking about a B vitamin thrown up your nose then (laughs) blue light and you put it in your mouth up against your tonsils I put on the outside of their tonsils I put it in their mouth and bam reduction of COVID species and tests now
1: Yeah, exactly, because we had to develop something for home use, you know, because all the COVID patients, if you're tested positive, you need to stay at home, you won't go to a clinic for treatment in the early stages. And what we wanted to achieve is um, to stop progressing of the disease to a bad stage. So we developed something for home use, if people are tested positive, they can start treatment right away to avoid even getting to a bad stage. And yeah, this was a very successful protocol for home use.
0: And what I just discussed in a previous podcast with Rasmus about, he studied a lot in Russia. And I find that a lot of times in our country, he's finding the same, you know, it's like people are so Mm -hmm. worried about money and what is the reputation to try to find the simplest, easiest way. Sometimes in science is not always the way that it happens when you have a capitalistic society running it. And we all saw that that we're running clinical practices. Like how can we prevent so that they don't end up in the hospital and trying to save their lives? How can we cut it off and and boost their immunity right away and get their, their immune system working and blue light, yellow light, red light, green light all has different affinities for different tissues. And it's going to upregulate the system because we are light and that's how our cells communicate. And remember Mm the fascia, which I'm an expert in as well. The fascia is the frequency fabric where this light is going through the system all the time and then being magnified by the lymphatics and then going into the organs and all the other tissues. And so this is such a beautiful wave huh, of the future of really where we're at with medicine. What other symptoms have remediations have you seen that aren't maybe terminal illnesses, but in regards to chronicities, because I, you know, again, listen, allopathic medicine, I get another car accident, please take me directly to the hospital, not to the acupuncture office, fix me up and sure. then take me to the wellness center to let me deal with the chronicity of it. But we're good at that. I'm not bashing medicine, but I'm chronic Chronic illness. 88% of our population has a metabolic disorder, which is from a lifestyle. So that creates chronicity. And so what have you seen by turning it around with light? Give me some other examples.
2: You or me, Robert? <laughs> you can start again. If um, you like. Well, I think there are so many applications, um, Kelly. I I think in a way, because light is giving back energy, right, to the body. So what we've seen is when many people ask us, well, where could it, you know, where would be the limit of where it could assist or help or work? I always kind of chuckle and say, well, honestly, there's always areas that we know that it works very well in because we've had the studies and the clinical experience, but there's really nothing (laughs) where I uh, could probably say that it does not have some type of an effect on. Uh, the home care devices are amazing and uh, they can be used in clinic or home. But the one thing I want to share about that is also I had a blood clot years ago in my leg, actually on a way to a conference to meet the team and that little watch that you're running around with wearing on your wrist that you asked, how long, how long do I use it every day? I used that over my leg for three days in a row. I didn't take any of the traditional anticoagulant medications. I used some curcumin and that was it. And applied it over leg for about three hours. At the end of the day with the leg elevated, I have a Doppler ultrasound before and after and the blood clot completely cleared. The radiologist was mind boggled, baffled on how something could clear that quickly. So we know also understanding how a lot of these chronic infections and oncology and all these things also relate to poor vascularity and vascular issues, we know this. Having that little experience, which was a big experience, that was this massive, complete clot in leg where I couldn't travel, fly, use my leg, was quite impressive. So I think when we ask about the different ways these therapies can be used, it can be used from someone just looking for getting general energy in their system, helping with everywhere from tinnitus. We've had people utilize the ear applicators that come with the, uh, used to be utilized with the watch in the ears for tinnitus. People with these long-haul COVID symptomologies are reporting that, you know, that taste that never quite completely comes back, that's improving, the headaches are improving, the fatigue improves. And of course, you know, you're not going to use it one time and say, wow, I feel like a thousand bucks, you know, <laughs> they need to use it consistently, your, your, your energy levels are down. So giving back that cellular energy to the body. Most of us don't go out and stand in the sun anymore. Most of us are indoors most of the time. So by utilizing this, it's another way to give energy back to the body. I can keep going, but I think Robert should take over you know, for a moment. <laughs> I
0: think Robert should tell a story, but I also Robert, I would also like you to unpack like why does light therapy work a little bit, and like mm-hmm. how cells communicate. If you if you don't mind unpacking that a little bit, or tell a story, either one or both. <laughs> Well,
1: we're all free. some words for this <laughs> chronic disease topic because that, this is actually how we get started, uh, how we got started, like 20 years ago, because mm-hmm. we were running, in the beginning, a clinic for general medicine, and then we came up with this new technology, and of course, where. The patients we tried it on first were those very chronic cases with chronic heart disease, diabetes, chronic liver disease, and all those things. And this is where we started to do the IV treatments for the first time. And we could see right away the lab values getting better with those liver patients, with a diabetes patient, everything stabilized. And this was so encouraging for us to decide basically to yeah continue work and research in this um, area so yeah treatment of chronic disease of course is a big topic and um it came a little bit into the background because we are more focusing on cancer research and things like that but for the as jenny already said it's a wonderful general therapy for energizing the body for regenerating the body for improving organ function and all those things we are always you When you're stimulating the blood with the IV laser, um, you are also stimulating stem cell proliferation and things like that. So it's also like a whole body rejuvenation and regeneration therapy.
0: So in in that being said, like, because I'm a hacker at heart, um, so I don't have an IV Weber laser at my office, but I have a practitioner doctor friend of mine that gives me vitamin C IVs. So when I go over to get my vitamin C IVs, I make sure I have my Weber light on at the same time. And while that's maybe not as as good as getting the fiber optics in my veins, I still feel like it's phytodynamic therapy, correct?
1: Yes, that's, that's correct. Of course, this was our approach. Of course, as you said, the IV laser therapy, when we apply the laser directly in the bloodstream is more effective, but this is also something you would just do for maybe six or 10 sessions. But then, especially with chronic disease, it's very good if you do something on a daily basis, like a routine. And if you have then this laser watch, which you can uh, wear just one hour every day, especially now that we developed this very new and more powerful so-called endolite device um, with much better penetration into the uh, blood arteries. This is something patients with chronic disease, but even healthy people, of course, for prevention, for more energy. yeah, balancing the hormone hormone system and all those things. Um, the new Endolite tool is very good for everyday home use treatment.
2: Well, and I think that the listeners or people listening to this podcast who are kind of wondering what the heck we're all talking about, <laughs> they can go to the website and take a look too. But what Robert is referring to is there are these home care devices that can either be utilized in clinic or at home by lay people, people who are just looking to feel better have more energy and also for the physicians and the medical practitioners that want to give something or assist their clients or their patients into having some type of home care therapy so Weber medical design not only to be utilized in clinic but also that could be taken home were these amazing laser watches which had these attachments for intranasal applications ear applications little pads that could be put on different parts of the body the watch was called a watch but it was not an actual watch it's used over the acupoints of the wrist uh, one is for the. There's many reasons for the why it's placed there, but it's also for the absorption. It's uh, so the thinnest part of the skin. Left arm hits different acupoints that will absorb as well. They also designed this amazing helmet for neurological issues. Or uh, Kelly's already excited. I, I can love be programmed in with the helmet over the breast. Awesome. The over the abdomen, <laughs> you put the helmet over the kidneys. The helmet's fantastic, mm-hmm. especially
0: with all the concussions and you know the brain clots oh, yeah. and circulation in the brain mm-hmm. it's great for dreaming like the lymphatics of the, the of the head i mean i love
2: the freaking helmet we love I do too it's 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 an amazing yes. one it really is yeah. it really is all, mm-hmm.
1: also for depression mental disorders it's so effective we are getting amazing feedback from a veteran society for example from florida with all those veterans coming back with severe mental issues since using the helmet there. Uh, yeah, they're improving a lot mentally and um, yeah, stabilizing their psychological issues yeah, significantly. So,
0: Two questions I want the audience to have answered that I know they're probably asking, which is this. One is, why does light therapy work? And the second, which I am going to love when they get the answer to this, is, do you have to be an expert to know how to use all this stuff? <laughs> So how do why does light work? Why you know why low light laser therapy? Why why does this work for the body?
1: Yeah, well as we all know, our whole life developed in the light, in the sunlight. Plants, the whole world would not exist without the sun and the sunlight. And we all know um, how good the sunlight is for our body if we take sunbaths and um, that it can improve vitamin D production, serotonin production, and all those things. So we know about the effects of light. Even more than 100 years ago, they already um, gave the Nobel Prize for, um, for ultraviolet light, um, which was when they proved that ultraviolet light was able to kill pathogens and was used in blood sterilizing. Then, so um, there's a lot of proven evidence um, either just from nature, but also from lab research, from medical research. We know how powerful light is, and with the lasers, we can just focus it and bring the effect into a more focused area on specific areas of the body where we really need the energy to yeah to either destroy a bad cell or to help regenerate a good cell
0: jenny do you want to say anything about
2: that um i was just going to jump in and say that uh, i think robert's answer was absolutely perfect honestly i wouldn't really jump too much but Why does light therapy work? Um, I think I can jump, if you don't mind, to the other one of how difficult is it to use? Yeah. It's really not difficult. Um, And to add into what Robert was saying is we are beings of light. I mean, you can go into this from the scientific or the energetic perspective, however you want to go, right? But the biggest thing is I think Medicine of the future is focusing in the field of light, sound, vibration—the science of it. You know, we've we've looked at this for years. Look at ultrasounds and magnetic resident devices—they're all based on this. So, light therapy. Some people go, "Oh, that's woo woo." You're not so much. There's so much science and understanding behind how it works with the physiology of the body. It's actually we're just on the tip of understanding this. Is it better absorbed in what form? You know, and that's why this field so exciting. As far as how easy it is to use, extremely. I mean, there are in-clinic applications, which we support with training and guidance and protocols and conferences every year that they can come and learn hands-on and be part of the developing. And then for the people that wanna use these things at home, there's manuals, there's guidance, there's Zoom calls, there's be a practitioner to support. I honestly think it's probably one of the easiest devices I've ever used in a home care device because most of them are so dang confusing. I'm confusing with cables, maybe, but after that, it's so easy.
0: All the support and the training, but I gotta be honest, literally when I got the helmet, I was like, she sent it to me for a retreat. I was like, but Jenny didn't send a manual or anything. I plugged it in, I put it together. I opened the computer, I go, oh, okay, I got it. It makes sense. I just decide how much frequency to add. Okay, let's start low and Mm -hmm. go from there. (laughs) And it was so simple. The helmet, the watch watch is like which colors you want for how long, how much intensity (laughs) you want. It's really like that's it. It's it's not rocket science. And that's what I want everybody to understand that you can't screw yourself up with light, right? I mean, Robert, has anybody ever in the case, in the history of Weber Medical, been like, oh, we gave them too much light and had a bad outcome.
1: No, I don't think so. And that's also one of the big key advantages of light therapy that you really cannot do something bad. There are no side effects, there's no overstimulation. Of course, at a certain point, if you're giving like hours and hours of laser light, the cells are saturated and they cannot absorb more energy, but it's not like you would um, harm the cell with it. So no side effects, no toxicity. So that's a big difference compared to pharmaceuticals, for example.
0: And that being said, for those that are out there doing maybe more conventional, what I would call allopathic treatments, right? They're doing maybe chemo or radiation, or they're doing um, IVs of, of antibiotics for Lyme, or they're doing Remicade for RA or whatever type of pharmaceutical treatment they're doing. Would light be indicated in all of those or contraindicated in any of those?
1: There's no real contraindication. Um, As you said already, of course, it's okay to go with conventional therapies, and we would never tell patients, no, avoid this or that, but you can always combine it at least to um, help the body recover faster to yeah, to um, lower the side effects, for example, of a chemotherapy because you're giving some additional energy boost to the body with the light. So it's always a good add-on because you won't do anything bad and there's also no contraindication in, comb- in combining it with other therapies. Probably even other therapies would be more effective because what we know, especially from the systemic, Um, application of light by the watch or by the intravenous laser, you can imagine if you give this into the bloodstream, you're basically opening up the whole microcirculation. It's like a big door opening um, in the body. So all the therapies you're giving, IVs, nutrients or whatever, everything can be absorbed better by the body. And maybe you can even give other things then in a lower dose to avoid um, or to lower the side effects of this.
0: And Jenny, have you found that your patients that have come to you that are on chemo with the light therapy, that they had a benefit from the side effects of chemo? I mean, listen, I watched my feet, my father go through chemo and radiation seven times. It's not pretty. And, and I watched him have a stroke right in front of me, right where they did chemo and radiation right where they removed a bunch of lymph nodes is right where he had both strokes and they tried to claim to this 20 year old little girl at the time that his radiation had nothing to do with why he and and i think back and i'm i'm so grateful that i have this knowledge now that if i then what i know now he would have had the chemo, would have had the radiation. And then we would have blasted this with light and the scar where they did the skin grafting would have blasted, exactly. light, there, blasted light there and perhaps regenerated some of that tissue instead of it was scarred. And then there was a, a circulation issue, right? So what, what is your, what is your sense on that? Or what your experience, whether
2: it, it's a huge one, actually. So we always do, especially if, people that come to us that have been on full dose or full-blown chemo and radiation. Sometimes they come in and they're so worn down, right? They're nutrient depleted, their energy's gone. Their, you know, gastrointestinal system is having issues from all the side effects. I mean, they're just, they're worn out. It's really, honestly, it's hard to watch for them because you can feel, I went through it personally with family members like like you, Kelly. So I understand that it's like you're, you're watching it in front of you, but we focused on doing some IV nutrients and laser therapy. And f- specifically we focused on red light and yellow because it was more of the supportive type of therapy to try to rebuild the body, give um, circulatory uh, support back, inflammation, simulate some of you know, vitamin D production, kind of help the, the mental fatigue. And I will say that most of them after about day number two or three started feeling already almost normal and started getting an appetite again. So I did this for a colleague who's actually an oncologist that would send patients over after they were doing chemotherapy, just to support their patients for just some intravenous laser therapy. That was it. No photosensitizers, nothing. And this was not that long ago. And he sent about five or six people over that were very, very sick. He said, let's try this. Let's see how they do. And I've got those results. As a matter of fact, their white blood cell count started increasing slowly. They started to more energy. Um, the appetites came back. They weren't having as many headaches where weeks before they, you know, they were thinking of just quitting everything. So, you know, obviously we'd rather than go in another direction besides just chemotherapy and integrate some things, but at least it was, a, it was an amazing result to see that. So I completely back Robert on that one. It was very, very Sorry. supportive. So even yeah. if you just do an IV support clinic with chemotherapy, this would work better. And chemotherapy is, they also, if you look at the charts, they also are photosensitizers. Well, this was just so- like, if they had a watch
0: and they were doing chemo, would they, would you want them ideally wear the watch while they're doing the chemo and make the chemo more effective as Robert, kind of, as you alluded to a little bit, Robert, or would you do those separate? I mean, really? this is not medical advice. This is not in lieu of medical advice. This is just three people <laughs> have a
2: information not doctors <laughs> that help a lot
0: of other people that have blah, blah, blah. I'm not asking medical advice. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like you know, everybody who's listening to this is, is exposed to cancer. One, it hits one and two. So yeah. <laughs> we're all exposed to it. Right. Yeah. And I've recently come into extreme clarity that I kind of forgotten. My mission was to help people that have cancer so they don't suffer as bad. And I don't mm-hmm. care if they met us that, that they want to prevent cancer or they were diagnosed two weeks ago with terminal cancer. I want to know if they're going chemo, if they're doing, should they use the Weber Light Watch during the IV because there are photosensitizers in there to make the that, or would it be better for them to do it at home more as regenerative and with that,
2: both. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. I would say the same <laughs> as Jenny said. Some of the chemo drugs are even light sensitive as well, so they can be. There are some studies available, so you can even enhance the effectiveness um, of the of the chemo and maybe um, lower the um, the dosage uh, with with less side effects. Then, but of course, also for the follow up treatment at home against the fatigue, against yeah, all those chemo related side effects, it can be um, helpful for sure.
0: Absolutely. And and I think all of us have been working in cancer at some level for our careers. And, and I will say that about five years ago, I kind of took a turn and was like, I'm not going to deal with any more active cancer patients anymore because I'm just tapping out. I feel like I've been talking about cancer my whole life. I'm done. And then I was brought to my knees a few weeks ago, not in a too personal of a story, but enough of a personal story that um, it affected me and went, okay, I'm not doing my job and I need to help people realize, because I think there's a, the biggest misconception that I see is that I have to go this direction or I have to go this direction. Do you find that as well, that people have this misconception? Like I either have to do allopathy or I have to do what they consider woo-woo that we know is science, or is there more of an integration at this point?
2: I think it depends. My experience so far, I've had a lot of, you know, people reaching out for help recently. And one of the biggest hurdles now that I've realized, I don't know, Robert, what you've seen, but a lot of people are reaching out either they're so sick that they're unable to travel, which unfortunately that's happening more in the last, I'd say six to eight months. I've gotten more of those kind of people reaching out. And the other one is we work with a lot of, you know, clients, patients here in our own clinic that also work with their own oncologists at home. Some of the oncologists are very open and supportive of respecting what they do, and others are very much of, oh, that's a completely wrong statement, you need to go this way. It's not that anyone is particularly wrong, but I think there is becoming to be a little bit more of an integration now than there was before. They're more aware of the alternatives, but then there's this really strong line of, well, that's your choice, I'm here. So, it's either one way or the other. It's interesting. There used to be a very much separation. Now there's a more an integration or a fine line. it It is changing. It really is. It's evolving. it's changing. They're being more open. They're um, even talking about using you know more of laser therapy and and different types of devices in prostate applications in traditional oncology now. It's not quite the same of what you know Weber Medical's doing, but you know, they're going that direction. So they're taking that technology to that kind of field, but it's still not quite the same. I don't know if that really answers your question, Kelly, but it's a hard one to answer because it depends on who you're talking to. It really does.
0: And Robert, what have you seen in your 20 years around this industry?
1: well i agree with jenny that it really depends also especially on the doctor um you're talking to but in general i think there's a shift especially because patients are just better informed nowadays like 20 or 30 years ago you know without the internet people they went to uh, their doctors and they told them what to do and you had to trust them but nowadays it's it's easy to um to be informed you can check out all the different opportunities you can Read by yourself on different studies which are available, you can listen to nice podcasts like the one we are doing now. So I think it's very important what you are doing to just to inform people, so they have the opportunity to make the choice on their own and um, that they see that there are more opportunities available than just one way. No, that's
2: I agree. I agree. No, I was just going to say that's a great perspective, and I completely agree with Robert that people are much more informed, which is also why things like what you're doing, Kelly, is so important, because there's so much information now. There's also a lot of people that are getting confused, not in a bad way, but it's more like, okay, there are all these things I can do, so there's no lack of understanding, but I think it's really important, the work that you're doing and that we're all trying to do here is educate people on a non-biased biased platform, right? Trying to educate them what truly is available, what what might what work for one person may not work for the next. So it's important to find what's right for the individual.
0: And, and each journey is individual. And I think that's what we all know. And that oh, absolutely. we're trying to get everybody to realize that this is about the quality of our lives. And this is about the it is. of of health and wellness and that
2: Mm-hmm. quality
0: of water quality of light all matters you know I had a client send me a, an email a couple of weeks ago and she was like found some crazy low light laser watch online was like oh is this kind of what you have and I was like nope <laughs> <laughs> That's <Don't quite>. <laughs> and then I was like Jenny we need to do a podcast because I need people to understand it's the quality and, and the research is based upon what you guys are using the t- quality of the lights the spectrum of light. And so to that end, and to what Robert just said, the information is out there. And whether you go to brmi.online, where we have a ton of information there about light therapy, sound and frequency and how the the body really heals, whether you go to Weber Medical, um, com, isn't it.com webermedical.com? I think so.
2: Webermedical.com.
0: Yeah. There's a weberlaser.com. Weberlaser.com. That's the other one. Yes. Yeah, so weberlaser.com. And you can research it, but I have to say and and I am very biased in saying this that I am a bit of a junkie when it comes to two things I love good music live good music and I love good education that's deep with you there <laughs> really in my brain like making me think
2: mm-hmm. so,
0: last year Dr. Schaffner which is how I met Jenny um says, oh, you know, you got to come to the ISLA conference. So I was like, but I don't do IVs. And she's like, I know, but you're going to want all the (laughs) information. Trust me. So I go and like the second day I'm like, I feel like a kid in the candy store. Like I'm frothing at the mouth. And then Jenny says something about a test. And I was like, a test, this is way more information than I know what to do with what do you mean where you have a test. But it was really interesting because through that test, I've never done a test at a, at a center or at a conference. And I'm telling you, we've incorporated tests now ever since that, because it really impacts you how much you're learning. And when mm-hmm. I first started learning about low light lasers, when I first started learning about electricity and ions, there was a part of me that was like, no, I'm a biologist. I'm a biologist. I'm not a physicist. I'm not a physicist. I don't want to study physics and quantum physics. This is way too much science and math for me. I like biology. <laughs> But what I what I really came to terms with over the last few years of really understanding how availability, frequency, light and sound is that this is the thing we all need to understand. And I employ all of you and invite all of you to understand frequency because we all have the capacity to just sing <laughs> and to create our own frequency. Our frequency is coming out of our body and it can heal us. And that frequency is bi-directional. It's communicating with everything all the time, all around us. And this is the wave of the future. And the conference, Isla, that you're doing in San Diego, March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, not that I'm excited about it. I don't have those dates marked in my calendar or anything, is that this is the most advanced information of medicine and it's literally the entire conference is about light coherence frequency vibration and understanding the the physics of wavelength and frequency so that when we take this back into clinical practice or we go home to our houses i mean honestly jenny and robert i firmly believe everybody should have access to this information and then you take like you do and you have that more clinical approach at the end but this information is so vital to us understanding our vitality because we are light. And it, it makes me thirsty for this information. So when the book came out, Invisible Rainbow about, you know, electricity and life, I ate it all up because I had the foundation set from what Weber Medical Light put in place. So if you're a medical professional or you're just a a clinical, a client rather, that's interested in getting better clinical results, then come and learn this information, learn your light being inside and how to access it. Because I firmly believe the more you know about it, the easier it is for the body to access it. That's what Joda Suspenza taught us as well, right? So consciousness is the key of how we're evolving. So I've spoken way too much. Robert, what would you like to say about all of that and about the conference (laughs) work
1: that you're doing. Well, I think this was already a very good introduction to the conference. Yeah, this is one of our key events every year, a big international conference with I think 12 or 13 very good speakers from different areas on cancer research, stem cells, regenerative medicine, infectious disease, everything will be presented in the lectures, but we also have a very strong focus always on demonstration so that it's not too boring in the end for this for the for the listener, not like not like listening 12 hours just to, to uh, lectures. Um, but we will have good demo, demo treatments um, with patients. Of course, everybody who would like to experience the light can try the different um, applications um, during the event. And yeah, so we would encourage everybody who's interested to yeah come and meet us in San Diego and learn about this. And, yeah, I think it will be a very good and informative event again.
0: Dr. Paul Anderson is going to be speaking again, correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yes. And, and um, I mean, if you don't know anything about oncology, then you haven't done, and you don't know Paul Anderson, you haven't done enough research on holistic treatment <laughs> oncology, um, but sure. uh, it's it's, and who else is going to be, I just I'm assuming, honestly, I didn't even look to see who's speaking because I just saw the registration was like, yep, key, done, make sure I'm in. Um, But who else is speaking, Jen?
2: So Dr. Paul Anderson, who you mentioned, obviously, Dr. Weber uh, will be presenting as well. There's also Nasha Winters is speaking. Um, There's Michael Ellenberg, Tony Jimenez, um, uh, Dr. Marlene Siegel, Dr. Veterinary Medicine, and how we use this also, not just on us humans, but also our four-legged family members or two-legged or swirly things, whichever you want to go. Um, a, a master acupuncturist has been doing field and more of uh, that acupuncture side of things, but not particularly acupuncture, just using acupoints and phonodynamic therapy for many years and laser therapy as well. He's brilliant, Dr. Steve Liu. Um, also has worked with Dr. Weber for a very long time. I get the pleasure of speaking as well on some of the case studies we've seen through the years. Um, that we there's so many more on the site which I'm probably even forgetting right now. Oh, it's, but, a, yeah, I don't it's a wonderful team. Yeah. It's a wonderful team. And um Dr. Carl Felt is also in there. Um, Dr. Shane is also in there. I mean I can keep going. Um, so, Andy, um, Rainville is doing kind of like home care protocols. I mean there's there's so many people that are coming together to share what we're doing, the advances what we're doing. Hopefully we'll get Robert up there to share the newest and the and, uh, latest information which will be wonderful. Um, so, I mean, the conference is, even though I've been for what, eight, nine years straight now, something like that from very, very, very way back from when I first met the to when I actually worked officially with them, the conference is never dull. There's always something new. There's always, um, some wonderful connection you make with a fellow colleague, uh, there's uh, ways to grow for the new year. It's as Robert was saying, there's ways to experience hands-on as well as listen to lectures. it's not just sitting in a room and listening to a lecture all day. It's also hands-on applications, discussions with the practitioners, the lectures. And there are a lot of people attending this conference that are not actually speaking, but that should be speaking for the next one and will. So obviously we don't have time to fit everyone in. So it's also, you get to be part of a community and that's really and meet neat the other people that are using it like
0: last year I know when I went I was very excited to meet a couple people in my local area that were doing it yeah. that I was like oh that's great now I can start to refer to you. and I didn't know them and that's always fun when you go to to conferences and you meet colleagues that are close that you didn't know were right around the corner because most of us hide although that's going to change we're not going to hide anymore <laughs> This is the future of medicine and we're putting signs out there. Now I, we actually have a sign for the first time in 18 years or last two years. (laughs) Hey, here we are. Come on in. Um, But it really, what the work you're both doing and your family, Robert, we have a lot of gratitude for what you and your family have done and have given us access to And Please extend our gratitude to them. And I pray that everybody that's listening to this today really, this is only the beginning of your education. This was just, this was not an end all be all. This was the beginning of you starting to understand that wave light and frequency and how it can be applied to whatever other therapies you're already doing. And if you already feel great, like I do, you can just optimize by adding more light in. Cause as Jenny said, and as Robert said, there's no bad side effects to too much light and we don't get enough of it because we're inside these houses enough. Uh, too much, rather, too much, so um Robert, is there anything else you would like to add about the work, the future of where Weber's going, or anything else you would like to share with the community about how the universe really works?
1: Well, I think um, we talked a lot about the different applications um and I at this point, I just want to thank you again for your work, the work you're doing now here with helping us promote this technology, this education to inform people to help them on their way on yeah, maybe on the way to get back into good health or to maintain good health. I think that's very important to keep people informed. And that's why we are very thankful for this opportunity to talk in this podcast here again. So thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Hey, everybody knows I love to talk and I love to talk about great things that help people. So I I feel like I'm the luckiest girl alive with this job, honestly, of running the podcast, but thank you. And Jen, is there anything you want to say?
2: I think something similar that I want to thank you to Kelly for putting this together and making this your passion and sharing with people. It's something that we're all here to do. And the one thing I can leave us all with is also to Robert and his family and the entire team of in Germany. It's a pleasure and an honor being part of this whole team. I think this year will be a wonderful year for everyone. And I encourage people to, like Robert said, research, ask questions, um, look outside the box. I think that's one of the reasons why they're probably listening to this podcast together. We're here to, support one another and not compete with one another, but actually truly support one another and find things that do actually help us. And that's one of the reasons we're all here today sharing what we're sharing. So we found something that does do that and we're constantly searching. So thank you, Kelly, for being part of that movement and sharing with us.
0: And if, if you can't afford any of this, go outside in the sunlight. Oh, Get heck yeah, message. absolutely. Go outside <laughs> in the sunlight. It's got all the healing you need.
2: And drink some water, <laughs> yeah, some good structured water, and pray on it before
0: we there you it. go. And have gratitude for that water healing you, even if it's chemically not clean, it's still going to be quality clean, as we just discussed as well. So, very much so. Truly, from my heart to thank yours, you forward to seeing you both in March. And thank you all for listening. And from our heart to yours, truly light up the world, everybody, with your Webbers. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of the beats and as your host kelly kennedy truly from my heart to yours thank you for your time and your attention today and if this did resonate with you please do leave some comments and as always we pray that this information today was not only foundational but raised some questions for you and helped you be empowered to take actionable profound steps toward regeneration because your body is the only thing that heals. And that is our message here on the beats. Thanks again for listening and for sharing.